Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about the impact that all the digital things that uh, movie distributors and publishers are doing will have on the long-term viability health of the movie industry yeah the future of it the future um we're also gonna have some news so uh but first um john what have you been up to this week Man, so this week again, like I like I mentioned last week, I I sit there on Wednesday nights and I go, "What have I been doing?" <laughs> well, last night we did something specific. Yeah, it's like I've been playing Warzone, uh, Call of Duty, and uh, and last night in particular, we won. Yeah, it was amazing. First time, first win for me. Anyway, you probably have won before. I won. I won. So I won for the first time on Tuesday night. And then I jumped in with uh, with you and Aaron, who's been on the podcast before, and we won again last night, which was insane. Yes. Dude, that one was a wild one, too, because, like, <laughs> Aaron's microphone went out, yeah. like, right near the end. Like, there were maybe, like, th- three more teams, four more teams that were out there yeah. uh, whenever whenever his microphone went out. And I'm not sure if it was an Xbox Live deal, like, because we were, you know, interfacing with his, like, PC uh, yeah, as well a, as we were on console. Thing. It's a It's an issue that, because I've played with him a, a couple times on PC. Yeah. And it's an issue that uh we constantly have it's like it's weird because um what ends up happening or has happened twice now or no three times now um if he joins if i have a an xbox live party going and he he joins that he can't hear me what (laughs) so he has to start it's not called a party it's called like a voice chat which right it it operates kind of like a party but not Mm. really because Mm. it like he invites me to it i join it it says he leaves and then he pops back in. And so it's like this weird, like, and then whenever you jumped into it, it kicked us both yeah. out, then put us in a new lobby. It was weird, dude. That's super interesting. Yeah, because I also couldn't just join. Like, it wasn't joinable. Uh, and that's why, like, you know, whenever I, like, I tried, um, it, it, like, I, I think it, what happened was um, I saw that he was online. I shot him an invite. He shot me back an invite, and then I joined via that invite. Yeah, and then it just like disbanded the whole thing. Yeah, like, I mean, and and we had to like reinvite everybody. So that's something that Microsoft is going to have to figure out with uh, X and with you know the the future that they are painting. Where hey, you can play anywhere, play with your friends, right. no matter what platform. I mean, you gotta you gotta still be able to talk to each other. So you gotta figure that that out. And it it worked like the rest of the night. Like the only time that it didn't work was at the end of that match that we won. Yeah. Um, which is hilarious. Um, because at the end of that match, uh, it, we were like coming into the final circle. You went left. Aaron went right. I saw there were people in the building on the right that Aaron was walking into, and I was like, okay, I gotta go. Gotta go to Aaron. Like he can't. He can't hear us to for me to warn him. And so like I go over there and we start taking out this team. And then because I was like, Chris is fine over there. He's fine for now. Yeah. And uh, and you were not fine. No. It's, you it, you well, happened to not. The be thing fine. was, I was marking the next house. So I was like, hey, let's go to the next yeah. house. And Aaron just has a tendency to go do his own thing regardless of whatever you want him to do. And so and I will say, like, so we Apex didn't go to Legends that house. is. 
Apex Legends is really good with their pinging system, like where it's like it'll give you the contextual audio to tell you where it's at. It'll like be glowing on your screen. Whereas like uh, Call of Duty uh, Warzone, not as great. Um, like it doesn't make it very apparent when somebody marks something. I will say that. Like uh, it doesn't doesn't go bing, you know, in the right direction or whatever. Yeah. Um, something sound design wise is just slightly off uh, in Warzone, and uh, with the ping system, and. Uh, and anyway, so like I, I go over there and uh, and you get wiped out uh, wherever you were at on the left side and him and I are at this building. And I, I take out like the last person that took him down or whatever. Like we ended up wiping that team and uh, I revive Aaron while I'm in the storm. Yeah, <laughs> and, you had a, uh, yeah, we all had gas masks. Yeah, my gas mask is down and I'm like reviving him and then I run out of the storm and uh, all of my shields are gone. I have no more shields that I can use and there's one team left seemingly. Um, and, uh, and so Aaron goes down, like he gets, you know, he gets some hits on somebody and it goes down and I'm like no armor, no nothing. It's like, I have no idea where anyone's at. <laughs> and then I'm standing next to a vehicle and you shout at me, John, get in the car. And so I get in the car thinking, I don't know what's going to happen here. And I start driving around and I just happen to see this person on the ground, like reviving. Well, it, was, well, it was kind of, it was kind of, it was the final circle, just like in Warzone, just continuously gets smaller and it was all yeah. an open area. Yeah. It was so. just an open field, you know, it's <laughs> like no, there no more houses. <laughs> And so, uh, so you were right. It made, only made sense. Drive around. And, uh, and so I'm in this car, and there's somebody laying on the ground. It's like reviving themselves. And then another person that's like uh, kind of panicking as I'm driving towards them in this vehicle. They're like and they like make one you. circle. <laughs> yeah, they kind of try, sort of try to shoot at me. But like I, I made one circle and then like tried to drift it around. And then I just took them both out with a vehicle. Like <laughs> two, two final, uh, final takedowns. <laughs> in a vehicle it was, it was impressive <laughs> did it like so at the end so it uh you got out of the car did you get out of the car did it make you get out of the car at the end i i got out of the car okay, just because like i i i did that and i thought there was like a house that was in back behind oh. me and so like i thought that maybe there might have been a teammate that was in there and uh by the damage that they'd done to the car i didn't couldn't tell like if it was about to explode or anything. so i had like there was yeah there was a lot of things that i was thinking at that time <laughs> but uh it ended up we won. It was amazing. Um, I will say, my Xbox like didn't record anything what? the whole night. Um, At all? Like whenever I yeah, it recorded 17 seconds of like multiple times whenever I uh, I told it to record, and it only recorded the 17 seconds. So cl- clearly, like whenever I try to record something that's like 30 mm. seconds long, and it doesn't get anything near the end. So that was strange. I need to like hard reset it and make sure like my uh, my recordings are working, my my screen captures working on that. So I'm trying to anyway. pull up and see if. Uh if it recorded the whole thing mm-hmm. or if it recorded just part of it then. Mm. Um, it looks like, oh, I have 30, here's the last 30 seconds. Okay, there's that one. Okay, I'm down with that. Okay, so That's I have the good. last 30 seconds of you in that car. And That's then good. there's a photo. And then what is this? Is this the... Nope, that's I another 30 to... seconds. I tried to record the last five minutes and I don't know if it did right. it or not. right. And I yeah, tried to record the last. I got it. The, the last. last five I got the last five minutes. Good, good. I need to get that from you because because yes. uh, it was it was it was really funny. And I like recorded it. I tried to record five minutes or whatever, and it showed up as seventeen seconds. And I was like, that's not <laughs> no. at all what I tried to record. And then later on in the evening, um, in one of the other matches that we played or whatever, I got a I got a ridiculously amazing sniper kill, and uh, and that didn't record either. It recorded seventeen seconds again. So I was like, there is some bug going that's, on. I need to re- hard reset my yeah, box. So uh, yeah, uh, that was uh, that was. I mean, that was. Those were probably the highlights of, of my my entertain 
Entertainment Week. Yeah. Um, we're winning those those two matches. It was cool. I mean, it was just cool like to win and, and then kind of figure it out. So like the strategy for anyone who's like, we'll do this briefly for anyone who's playing Warzone. At least the first time I won, what we did was yeah. we went around and we did um, all the recon missions. And so it continuously shows you the next circle, but it doesn't have to like, you can just like, you can bore all the way down to like, know where the final circle is so what right we, you can stack them yeah well, so what we did was we went we figured out where the final circle was we went to the final circle got wiped out <laughs> uh came back in um, via the gulag via the gulag uh no wait hang on my two of my I'm, the, the, we didn't team wipe sorry because yeah mm. so two of my guys uh got wiped out neither one of them came back via the gulag they both lost I bought them both back in I went that's and, hilarious I, I went and found because we had done all the recon so I had some money Bought yeah. them back in, bought new loadouts, bought new, like, gas masks, bought, like, everything. <laughs> uh, new plates. There's money bags over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I, I kind of stuck back over. I can't remember if I grabbed their stuff. I think one of theirs, their money I grabbed on the way out whenever I just nice. failed. Once I figured out we were, we were, we were going to lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, um, so we went back to the, where the final circle would be. I ended up, we ended up holding up in a house. Um, one of us went down again, and so then I went and bought him again out That's of, hilarious. of the next thing whenever the circle was moving, like literally in the smoke, like brought them back in. Um, That's amazing. And, uh, and then finally just like snuck over. What was crazy was some dude was hiding in the bushes behind us. So we like moved. The, the circle was kind of going in. It was kind of an open area too, but it was just like in some woods around a, a road with a hill. So like there was more uh, things to hide in than whenever we, we finished. Um, but there was a, some dude, random dude, hiding in a bush behind us that shot and killed um, both my other teammates again. And I rezzed one of them, and then I went down. He rezzed me, and I got the final kills. That's awesome. <laughs> it was so crazy, dude. That's amazing. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's it. it, it chances are it's going to end in an open field because like the map doesn't really have like if you look at like just the vast majority of the map there's a lot of open space there's a lot of open areas so like the randomness of that circle closing it's not necessarily like going to be on the city or even a building um for the final circles so like kind of just forces you out which is which is kind of cool kind of nice uh, yeah i, like I mean that. we've had you know it's it's so random and it's like it's just that the so the circle is so small and so, like, if, you know, unless, even if you're in the, the middle of the city, you may you maybe have, like, the roads are so wide most of the time that you maybe have, like, one or two buildings in there. But the problem is, like, if you're, and this has happened to me a couple times, where, like, you're in a building, and if you don't know where the circle's going, it starts to close, and it just closes you into a building, and there's, like, literally no way out. So yep. it just starts wiping out people in buildings. So you kind of have to, like, be kind of, like, in an open area. Yeah, um, you have to have a way out pretty much every every direction. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Do the and I guess, like, <clears throat> the, the thing about, like, knowing, doing all of those, like, recon missions where, like, you know where the final circle is going to be is that you can know where the final circle is going to be and just sit there. Because, like, a lot of times, like, I, there were numerous matches that I played this week where at the end of the, the day, like, there's maybe, like, five or six people left, and I walk into the only building that is in this cover, and it's, like, obviously occupied, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like I know I'm, I'm walking into this thing, I'm like, this is the only cover, I'm gonna walk in here and, and hopefully take out the person that's in here, just because you know that they're there, so, um, but if you know where that circle is gonna be in advance, like, you can be the person, 
you know, holding down this building. So, yeah, you just yeah. have to survive. Like the, what I found, you have to survive multiple waves. So you have to survive the like if you go up, if you go to the middle too early, you have to just like survive the regular people who are there who like don't even know it's the final circle. <laughs> yeah, they're and, just stumbling around. And you know? then you have to then still have enough like ammo and plates and everything to survive the next wave of people once they figure out that it's the final circle and they're all stocked up and loaded up with everything. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's when you kind of like run into problems. Well, either one you can run into problems. You know, like one right, might right. wipe you out a ton, and then you just can't can't last the next one. Um, what we did with on ours, like we did, I, don't, I can't remember how many recons we did, and then we did a couple of the uh, the scavenger mission, missions. So that's where I think you and I both got a gas mask from, and oh, or yeah, no, uh, yes, because yeah, uh, Aaron had Definitely. the last thing he told me before he went off mic was he had a gas mask. Yep. <laughs> So yep, that was uh, the last thing I heard. Yeah. Which I'm um, glad we got that information, you know? Yeah, it was good to know. But yeah, it's, it's great. Like, the thing is, I was actually thinking earlier, like, man, I haven't played Fortnite in, like, weeks. Mm-hmm. Mainly because, like, Warzone's been, like, yeah. so good. Same. I haven't played Apex in a really long time either. And it's like, and that's the thing is, like, this is definitely, like, a, a different battle royale. But oh, it definitely, totally. like, totally shaking it up a lot for me. Um, there's things I like about it. There's things I don't like about it. There's things that I wish they would tweak a little bit. But uh, overall, it's like, that's every single one. You know, it's like, yeah. that's that's the way Apex is. That's the way Fortnite is. You know, it's like, they're, none of them are, are exactly what I would like. Right. But it's, they're all unique and different. And that's the fun part. Yeah. I mean, um, like, Apex is a lot more, like movement based fast kind of frenetic yep. you know you're flying zipping on zip lines and yeah. running around real fast like you don't and have it, that it, speed in in warzone right and it doesn't feel like a real place like and so that's also like to its advantage mm-hmm. like it's it's quite clearly like a battle arena like mm-hmm. or a series of battle arenas that are like connected and so it, whenever the circle closes it's like it's going to be in uh what's a, a a relatively well designed kind of area whether you know whether but it's like also not realistic in that way like so yeah. it doesn't have any any effort at realism for apex at all and i guess like fortnite at least has some like where it's like oh this is laid out where it's like oh and then there's like an open space in between this and the next area and well, then you kind of ta- oh there's, there's a warehouse district or whatever yeah it's like you kind of like there's the ebb and flow whereas like apex is just like everything smashed together you know yeah. and uh and then this is like everything's just super spread apart you know it's yeah. like it's it's as as real world as it gets it'll like, be, oh, there's a dam over here and then the river goes over here so it'll be interesting to see like because like uh, you, you remember like Fortnite season one how open that map was yeah. and it'll be interesting to see if either call of duty adds stuff to this map i don't know like it's just like there's just some wide open areas that like mm-hmm. you, it's impossible to cross almost at any time, and there's like literally no reason to go up there, you know, like kind of like on, on the on the south side of the dam before to the airport, like that whole area. Yeah, it's like there's just a dead zone there where it's like it's not very fun to be there, you know. No, no, <laughs> never. It's like if I end up there, it's it's because I was forced there, right? You know? Yeah, which I um, mean, I, I would just like to be able to utilize the rest of the map a little bit better because like you just have to like get in a vehicle and make a mad dash across mm-hmm. the map and mm-hmm. i'm not saying i want to i think that would solve the problem like right now like the city for instance is just so densely packed and populated with with people that you're if you try to move around at all you're going to run into somebody right right and it's like well if you drop into a building there initially and it doesn't have anything that you're looking for. It's like, well, you're kind of out of luck, you know. Yeah. So, but I guess, guess you went out early, you know. <laughs> right. Um, um, oh, we need. I forgot. We need to tell the the audience why we're not uh, reviewing Ori. We said last week we would review Ori and the. Uh, oh, that's Lord right. Of the that's uh, right. Because I haven't finished it. I'm about twenty hours in now, 
and uh, and about halfway through, it seems like. Um, See, it's it's blowing my mind, man. <laughs> that like that like I either completely misjudged how long that that game took me, but again, like I did the math. It's like I only played like a couple hours a night for a week, and uh, and so that would be like fourteen, fifteen hours. You know, it's like that initial night I played extra, but you know, or uh, I'm definitely just, I don't know. Like I'm I mean I like like I was saying earlier. Like I'm kind of like trying to like go all the places and then I'll hit a, yeah. a roadblock and then I'll have to backtrack. So maybe I'm just like uh, retreading a lot of ground constantly. Yeah. And there was definitely some times where I like I, it, the game early on, one of my criticisms of it is that it, it trains you to skip things because it's like, Oh, you don't have the power to access this yet. And I'm like, okay, sweet. I'm just going to come back later then. And so I just did that a lot. And I didn't realize in a couple of those areas where it's like, oh, I didn't have, or actually had access to the power that would allow me to go in there. Uh, and so wait. it's like, I finished, oh. f- finished the game and it's like I had these areas that I could get to that uh, I actually you know (laughs) didn't try so So, because I was like oh you can finish the game without like actually exploring all the areas I mean you have to explore the main areas like you have to do you know kind of the 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 different the different areas but then Hmm. there's like offshoot paths of those areas that Hmm. have secrets or have like uh upgrades and stuff like that um that you definitely don't have to uh to go to do that's interesting and the thing is like the side quests like you can make this game as hard as you want it to because like if you just don't do any of the side quests it's gonna be real hard you know (laughs) by by the end talking about Um, like the the little like objects people give you and like hey go take this here or whatever find somebody who needs this yeah while you're in the caves you know tell me what's in there like whatever you know so like there's there's a little side quests that'll that'll make it way you know power you up and and they're satisfying to do because they power you up but they make it definitely easier but if you didn't want to do any of those you could just mainline the thing and uh and you would just not have a good time like it would be so hard to to do the combat sequences yeah I, I was looking at the achievements and there's uh, an achievement for finishing the game in four hours so, there's also one to finish it without dying oh gosh dude how <laughs> No, <laughs> that's insane i, I guess know, maybe like, you just reload it reload your checkpoints all the time but no you can't it just like yeah. it makes that the new checkpoint yeah i mean it's just it's it, it the the achievements are absurd like i i i definitely won't be getting any of the other ones that i didn't get Gosh, um that's insane yeah. well like yeah. i was wondering is there a new game plus um I actually don't think so. Like, I actually think I whenever I finished mm. it, it didn't open up like an, a harder difficulty or anything. See, like um, for, the, for the four hour one, I was wondering if you could just like, okay, you have all your abilities, you hop back mm-hmm. in on New Game Plus, and then just like yep. mainline it. Yeah, and just wreck. You know, right. where it's like I have all all the health, all the the energy, and just like destroy everything. You know, maybe that would be, that would may- be fun. That would be really fun. Um, maybe that's a thing that exists. I haven't checked it out though. I haven't really like tried to start another one. Um, but, but dude, like I, whenever I finished it, I was I was very satisfied with uh with with it uh, whenever I did. But I also had just finished Hollow Knight as well, which is another like Metroidvania kind of platforming combat style thing. And that, Hollow Knight is ridiculously hard. Like Hollow Knight is just levels of hard that are borderline like undoable, frustrating. That sounds um, terrible. It, I, I didn't think I would enjoy it, but I got into it um, and very much started enjoying it uh, after a certain period of time. Um, anyway, but after I just, I literally just finished that game whenever I dove into Ori. So I'm like wondering if potentially I just had the, like the Metroidvania skills were fresh and they were just like, Oh, let me just, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I get into the, the old zone. So I don't know if that's what it was or if I completely just misjudged how much time I put into it that week. So, um, well, uh, should, should we move to the news? The news! The news! 
<laughs> All right, the news, John. Um, okay, so we're gonna start. We have two two main news items. Yeah. Um, all right, so the, this first one should make anyone excited who has uh, who loves old Star Wars games. Yes. So this is from Austin Goslin from Polygon. Uh, during a Nintendo Direct today, Nintendo announced two new Star Wars games that will be making their way to the Switch. The first is Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. It was released on the Switch eShop today. And Nintendo also revealed that 1999's Star Wars Episode One Racer, a pod racing game set during the first prequel, is coming to Switch as well. Dude! I uh, know. It's insane. I'm so pumped. Yeah, dude. Pod Racer, coming to Switch. The, the game featured a variety of tracks and the different racers from the Phantom Menace. During races, players have the ability to boost, but have have to manage an engine temperature, and it wouldn't be pod racing if you couldn't violently ram your opponents into the walls. This yes. isn't the first time Episode One Racer has been re-released, along with a variety of releases in 1999 and 2000. I think we played it on, what, uh, Nintendo 64? That sounds right, yeah. Um, it was also re-released on GOG.com in 2018. Nice. Uh, just last year, Disney and LucasArts approved a re-release of the game on replica Nintendo 64 cartridges as a collector's item. That's cool, I didn't know that. I do... Yeah, I do remember that. That'd be cool to have. Yeah, that would be really cool. Uh, Nintendo also announced a re-release of Star Wars Jedi Knight Academy. Oh, wait. The Switch version of the game will include a multiplayer mode that lets you customize your character and take on up to 16 players online. Um, it will also feature the original game's story mode. So I've never played that game. No, and the thing is, I think, I don't know where I, when I got it, but like I, maybe it was a uh, Games with Gold, but I have it on my mm. on my like list of games I can download oh, nice. and play. Nice. I don't even know what that cool. game is. I've never, I've never even looked to see what Jedi Academy is. Yeah, uh, me neither. I, I would assume that you're, you know, you play the part of a Jedi and you're at school somewhere. Hmm. <laughs> it's like Hogwarts, but with Jedi. <laughs> um, that seems crazy. <laughs> that actually sounds real awesome. <laughs> it's like one way. So, I mean, that'd be, that'd be weird. Cause then you have like one wing is like the Sith and one wing of the school <laughs> is the Jedi. Yes, you know everyone see i would rather it just be like you know just basically like here's the obi-wan kenobi house you know there we go okay yeah just named after people (laughs) yeah Uh, Uh, so are you gonna buy this are you gonna get it uh, i'm definitely gonna get the how much much they say it was ten dollars that's not bad wait i mean it's nothing is that what they said i I don't know i can't find it let me let me let me look at it i was no, they never said. I made that up in they my head. Said. I suspect it'll be like, you know, probably 40 bucks, 30 40? bucks, something no, like that. No, there's no way it's going to be 40 I don't know, man. Sometimes Switch games get real expensive for no reason. Okay, look up, <laughs> see how much this Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy is. Maybe okay, that'll like, like tell just us. in general? Yeah, just like maybe, you know, if they're going to price it the same. Okay, Star Wars Because it's, it's available Jedi. now, right? Uh, yes. That's what they said. It is, question mark. The 26th, mark? that's today. Yeah, that's today. <laughs> Here it is. It's. I was looking for it in their eShop, but uh, I I just found it. So um, it looks like. Oh wait, this isn't the store. This isn't the eShop. There it is. Twenty bucks. Twenty. Okay, that's fine. That's not I bad. Can, that's I'm not good bad. with it, dude. If it's over twenty, that's whenever I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. I'll wait. It's frustrating. Like as in you know, there's some other news in the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is the other news that you had in the Nintendo Direct where they uh, they announced the release of um, the Bioshock Collection, which is our next piece of news. Yes. Okay. Um, as well as the uh, the Borderlands Collection, uh, Handsome Collection, uh, for Switch. And, and XCOM both, too. Yeah, but both all of those are being released like on on physical. 
And you sent me a tweet from Jason Schreier that was like that mentioned that the uh, both of those games, the uh, uh, oh my god, you're gonna say I just lost the name of those games that I just oh, said. Bi- Bioshock and Borderlands. Yeah, Bioshock and Borderlands, they both are have like the smallest uh, Nintendo Switch cart that you can have, so 12 gigabytes, and then have a download for the rest. Like the, the update, like basically the day one patch is literally it was all of the rest of the game. That was 16 gigs for those carts. Yes, you're right. You're right. It is 16 gigs. Yeah, that's, um, that's what, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know, like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I think there's, there's a, it's like, I get it. I understand mm-hmm. why they do it and the fact that most people are connected. But then why in the world am I, like, for someone who's buying a cart, they probably want, yeah. like, they're buying it for a reason. They oh, either definitely. Don't, like, uh, where I can remember my Vita, like, I never bought a, a, like, a memory card, a bigger memory card for my Vita. And yep. so, like, I would just move things on and off there, and I would buy carts specifically so I didn't have to buy more memory. Right, right. And so, like, I mean, and that's the thing about uh, the Switch being portable is, like, people, like I would love to have uh, a physical version of some games because I don't have to store it on my, my SIM card and carry it with me all the time, you know? Yeah. So, so, because SIM cards are only... I mean, they're only just now getting to micro, where a, micro SD cards. Yeah, yeah, micro SD cards. Like they, they aren't very large. Like right now, like it gets co- like exorbitantly expensive if you get up to you know higher levels of gigabytes. So yeah, yeah. So uh, this was uh, this is the news um, in a segment of the direct dedicated to 2K games. Nintendo revealed that three key series from the publisher are landing on a Switch. Um, it's all three that we've already talked about. Um, the DLC is like, so, uh, Bioshock has the original Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite, and all the DLC. Borderlands Legacy Collection features Borderlands, Borderlands 2, and the pre-sequel, as well as all the add-on content. Um, and then XCOM 2 features the base game with the War of Chosen expansion pack, which adds some persistent bosses, boss enemies in the game, along with some extra DLC. Um... Yeah, the the crazy thing about the about the like you know I think in one of the Jason mentions in one of the chains you know he's like you know it's definitely a a money decision where it's like it costs far less to produce these carts um, mm-hmm. and so like I guess the trade off is like okay if they were looking at the, the the costs and saying well either we can not do this and it could not come to Switch right. or we make half of it downloadable and it does come then I'm cool with it I guess. It, yeah. I, I, at that point, I'm like, just make the whole thing downloadable, you know? Like, because what you're right. going to end up with is like somebody buying their kid an Nintendo Switch cart this winter for Christmas, and they're going to put it in their Switch and only be able to play the intros to all these games until they right. spend, you know, how long or long it's going to take to download. What did they say? How 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 much was it? Oh, Sixty four gigs. So many, like so many more. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, and the other thing about like the uh, it would be they would raise the price for the physical edition. Like, oh, right. if you buy this physically, it's going to cost more. Which it's I like, almost well, that rather that, really dude. I, I would rather have that happen too. Um, but then it's like, okay, well, do you make it just the same price across the board, or you just, no. just make well, the physical version hmm. more expensive? I mean, that's we can, and, and we'll talk about that kind of like in the the main section with with movies. But like, yeah, the thing is, as we've had this discussion on the show before, where it's like, okay, if you're buying. Technically, if you're buying a digital copy of this game, it should cost less because they're not, they're not manufacturing a disc. They're not um, manufacturing a case. They're not putting it in retail and splitting it, splitting the costs with or the price with retailers. Like it should. I mean, I don't know what the percentage would be, but it should be a substantial. Like I would say, if I just off the top of my head, like twenty percent cheaper. 
And Mm -hmm. if that was the case, like, I feel like I would be, I don't know what they want me to buy. Like, do they want you to buy? I would assume they want me to buy the digital. So I'd be more inclined to buy the digital then? I don't know. Thing is, they don't have to because we're not like running, we don't live in that world. They're all priced the same. And so we buy whatever we want. I don't know. It's just right, seems odd. Right. Well, then, you know, you get into the thing of like games are more expensive to produce now. And like the game price of games has not gone up in, you know, three generations at this point. I right. think like the, uh, the N64 to GameCube was the last generation that like kind of raised the price to 60. And it was like, okay, good. So you would think that they would want, so this is the thing. They, oh, well, maybe, maybe it's a deal, but you would think that they would want you to buy digital. So in order to incentivize me to buy digital, then they should raise the price of the physical. But then again, if they don't raise the price for the uh, f- physical, they make like if they make them the same, where it's essentially like, oh, you know, we're going to price these the same. They make more money, more more percentage if it's on the digital. If you buy digitally, so yeah, so, you're right. You you'd want them. They <laughs> would want you to buy digitally. But if they raise the price on the physical. I don't know. That, 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 that's a good question, man. Eventually, so, we're going to get to that world, I feel well, like. Well, so the question is, John, do you think that the digital prices right now are inflated, or do you think the physical prices are depressed? I think the f- digital f- prices are inflated slightly. Um, and I think the reason for that is, like, that still to this day, like, the majority of sales, like, we'll see what happens this year, but the majority of sales are physical. Like, so over 50% of, of video game sales are physical. Is it? I believe so. Like, I feel like it still is like last year, it was like right on the cusp, like where this year was, that's why I say like, we'll see what happens this year. Cause like this year would have been like the first year where it's like, Oh, the, the digital sales are, are surpassing the physical ones. Um, but at the same time, uh, so this is, this is from 2018. Okay. So last year, or two years ago, 83% of all computer and video games were sold in digital form. Okay, so that's PC games, which only come in digital form, though. I don't Com- know. Computer and visit and this, no, that's not just uh, PC games. It's PC and and uh, console games combined. Right, but I mean, it, my thought was if you remove because like the only format you can buy a, uh, on your PC is digital, so you should probably just remove that one. Let's see. Okay, this what console from, sales? This is from last year, July thirtieth. PlayStation Four digital game sales overtake physical. Ah, so we're there, Chris. UK we're there. Video game well, in that sales case, now eighty percent digital. Like we're, it's, I it's suspect. Totally... I suspect you're right. It's the opposite of that. Where like the physical sales are overpriced. Like where it's like this you mean or underpriced. Underpriced. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like the, essentially, it's like, oh, we're you know making up for the 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 lack of a, a profit margin on the physical with the digital sales. Um, it's I mean, got to be well. So like what I was kind of alluding to, it's got to be like they've got to have de- deals with like retailers, Walmart, yeah. Target, GameStop, where they're like, sure. hey, you're not going to undercut us permanently by making all your digital games a different price than the physical games. Right. There's got to be like some kind of contract with them. And a lot of times, like the, the physical editions of things, like whenever they go on sale on the eShop, a lot of times like Walmart will go ahead and be like, all right, well, I'm gonna, just going to go ahead and like mark this down. You know, it's, it's, it's a... Uh, it just behooves them during those like two week sales of things like Ubisoft sales or whatever to like sell them also at a discount, maybe not as extreme of a discount, but it's still sell them at a discount. So, yeah. um, fascinating. <clears throat> um, all right. So that's the news. Okay, John. So our main segment is still kind of a news item. Um, yeah. but it is an article from, Oh, I lost it. I just opened up my phone and I've gotten rid of it. Here it goes. The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, and I won't 
I won't, I'm going to try to, I'm going to browse through this. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but I'm going to browse through right. it and kind of just summarize because this is a really long article. You should go there, read it. It's called, uh, as a virus upends Hollywood, there may never be a return to normal. This is by Re- Rebecca Keegan. So basically, just to summarize, I mean, we've talked on the past two podcasts how like, uh, mm-hmm. Not only are um, movie studios pushing their movies to later dates, ones that like came out right around the the shutdowns because of coronavirus, they've just gone ahead and dumped them on digital where you can watch them. Like, um, yep. On, uh, up. Wait, what's it called? Onward. Onward. <laughs> I was like, upward. upward. Uh, onward. Downward. <laughs> that, that what? we reviewed a couple weeks ago. You can go back and listen to that. Uh, we really liked it. Uh, but it's yeah. available to watch right now. You can just like uh, download it and uh, and watch it, and it's gonna be on on Disney Plus soon. Yeah, that's the that, that was the extreme thing is like they've been waiting. Uh, Frozen Two was the first one that they like advanced their uh, their timeline For on when that was Disney gonna Plus, come yeah. to to Disney Plus. But like the uh, onward, like it's they have been doing where a movie comes out to to digital uh, to where you can rent it by whatever and if it's like just a normal movie it'll be like a month later if it's like something like star wars or even frozen 2 it was going to be like six months later yeah um and uh and so but they've accelerated uh the frozen 2 and like that's on on your disney plus right now which is awesome but then onward is like they accelerated that by like i don't even know it was only in theaters for two weeks man yeah (laughs) Well, so like uh, in this article, she talks about um, how uh, The Invisible Man is now on Amazon Prime uh, for about $18. And this is a quote from um, someone in the UK who uh, bought it. He, he was planning on taking his girlfriend to it. And whenever they couldn't anymore, he just bought it you know, on uh, Amazon. And the quote is, I thought it was a pretty reasonable price, about what we would have paid for tickets, which is actually cheaper than, I don't know where he's buying tickets for $9 a piece. Um, yeah, I was about to say, I mean, if you bought, like, one ticket, they would be yeah. the same price, you know? Yeah. But he goes, uh, this has opened my eyes to more streaming possibilities. Um, and so a lot, a lot of this article, she goes through it and talks about why they all did this, um, why the, the, uh, the studios um, had to do this, and, like, kind of their thinking. Um, this, is, uh, this is about The Invisible Man specifically. Universal had released Invisible Man. Why, why in theaters... February 28th, and made it available to rent March 20th at a cost of $20, narrowing the theatrical window to just 21 days. The $9 million movie had grossed, it was made for $9 million, had grossed $123 million worldwide before theaters closed, and was the top movie on Fandango's view-and-demand service over the weekend. Uh, Universal execs assured him, or assured um, Bloom, which is, I guess, oh, Jason Bloom, he's the CEO of the uh, production house that made it uh, assured him their strategy as a temporary response to the crisis while making it clear that the Comcast owned studio will be using the plan unplanned experiment as a way to learn what consumers will, will tolerate. Uh, the quote is, uh, who is this from? Oh yeah. Bl- uh, Jason Bloom uh, quote, is the audience going to see it as instead of going to the theater and all the costs associated with that, getting there, parking, popcorn, a babysitter. If you have kids, are they going to say, wow, this is a real bargain compared to that. Or are they going to say, what a ripoff? Netflix is $12 a month. I can watch 100 movies. No one knows the answer to that. So let's pause right there for a second. I mean, yeah, this is the thing. At least recent Netflix movies, like some of them are just as good as movies that are in theaters or at least series as well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, so, so a, a more stark example of that is like, 
uh, Disney Plus. Like if you if you go on Disney Plus, like you can watch these movies, like fairly recent movies, you know, that have come out like recently, and then they're just on that service. If you don't want to wait, you can rent them, like especially right. like Onward, where it's like this is like a, a two two Which week, three week thing. And I saw a lot of people like on my on my uh, Twitter feed and stuff like that and on Instagram like renting Onward to watch it or buying Onward to watch it at home and stuff. And so it's like obviously it makes sense to have that like that delay before it hits a streaming service like that. But but Disney Plus is like seven dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like right. that is that is really inexpensive compared to even Netflix, which is like twice that now. Um, and so, but that is even less expensive than one single movie that you would rent for twenty bucks or or buy for twenty bucks or whatever. So I don't know, man. That's it's that's a really interesting thought too. Yeah, the uh, the uh, like the thing to me is like I never. I think it's 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 like it depends on like the marketing I've seen right now for like Invisible Man, for instance, is like hey, you can you can um, buy it right now. Uh, it's available to stream. Not avail or sorry, it's available. I forget how they say it, but basically, it's available to buy. But it's not on streaming services. They're very specific. That this is you can't get this anywhere else. And I think sure. that's the key to me shelling out the money to because like I want I wanted to see that movie, and will it ever come to Netflix? I don't know. But I might as well just like watch it now. You know, like I was I was gonna go to the theater and watch it, but like you know why not watch it at home? Yeah, and I guess like in in the 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 recent years it's been even like Disney movies will come to Netflix where it's like all the star Wars movies are going to be on Netflix eventually. Right? Like that was the deal that they signed with Netflix at the time. And we knew about that deal and we knew it was in it for the vast majority of movies though, aside from like big, like deals like that, where it's like an exclusive deal with Disney. Um, you just don't know. Like it's down to the individual movie. It's like, it might appear there in a year. It might appear there. Never. It might go on, you know, one of the streaming services and it's just buried because like it's, it's on Amazon prime and, and nobody really cares by the time it actually gets there. So it's, yeah. I mean, like there's this element of like individual movies and the vast majority of these movies, like you don't know if they're going to go there. So if it's available digitally and you wanted to see this in theaters, like it's, it's here now it's fresh, it's new. It's a thing that is, it hasn't even you know really been in theaters that long. Like, it's like, it's a, it's a brand new movie, man. Yeah. A lot of times whenever like video, like I remember video rentals or like, you know, tapes or whatever, like where they would finally come out. It's like, that still is kind of old news at the time. Um, you know, whenever the Blu-ray comes out, you're like, oh, that was like six months ago. Um, well, honestly, to watch that old movie. Yeah, here's here's my thing. Like, so sometimes you know, I mean, we still rent movies on you know like Xbox, and uh, there are movies that we missed in the theater or something like that. And they mm-hmm. they cost kind of a lot they used to, like at some place like a movie gallery or something like that, about six bucks, somewhere between four and six bucks. Right. The thing is, by like a lot of times, a I don't know that they've come out. Um, by the time they do, b um, I've forgotten all about it. So like. Why not, you know, like, for instance, Invisible Man or Onward. You know, they were in theaters for about, well, Invisible Man's 21 days. Like, you're still kind of rolling off of the uh, momentum of the marketing you did for that movie. Sure. And so, like, say like say you missed it. And you're like, oh, man, that was, I really wanted to see that. Uh, it's it's And you see it right on your, your screen. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, I wanted to see that and blah, 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 blah. You maybe maybe haven't had time to get spoiled or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I don't know. I just feel like that's, that's – I feel like people are going to move more toward that. That seems advantageous. Like, that seems like why wouldn't you? 
It definitely does. I do think that the only reason that you would delay anymore, like so back whenever I was talking about like VHSs, those took a long time to manufacture. They just did. Um, but, but then like Blu-rays and DVDs, they, those are really easy to manufacture. Um, and so the delays between the release of the movie and whenever it ended up in like a, uh, best buy for you to purchase, it's like that delay was just a strategy. Like it was like, Oh, like we're going to depress if we, they know that it's going to come out on like Blu-ray in a month from now. They're not going to go to theaters. They're just going to wait for the Blu-ray. And so the, the idea was like, oh, you got to delay it enough to where you know they still remember it, but not so much as to like uh, keep them from buying it or whatever. So I, it, the idea of like of when it releases, I feel like you're right. Like it, it would be advantageous to the the movie companies where it's like, okay, well we can release this now. Um, relatively quickly after it's in theaters, or even you know simultaneously in many cases with Netflix so, or whatever. Like, I think that would be so. true now. I don't think that's necessarily true now. I think it would be true if like they were saying it was going straight to Netflix, you know, something I already pay for true. that I, in my mind, I don't, I don't perceive it as a cost. I perceive it mm. as free because even though it comes out of my bank account every, every month, like I don't have to make that like charge. It comes out automatically. Yeah. And, like, the with, value proposition is so good. Yeah. There's we're so always many on hours there watching stuff. Know. And so, like, whenever – so if they were saying, hey, yeah, in a month after it's in theaters, uh, I know that it's going to be on Netflix, then, yeah, why would I go see it in the theater? But if mm-hmm. I just know it's, hey, in a month afterwards it's going to come out and I have to pay $20 at home, well, okay. Right. Then to me that's not threatening because I'm like, well, then I could just go pay $40 at the theater and have a night out and, you know, an experience and better sound, right. better picture. Yeah. One of the quotes from this article that I wanted to get to, there's uh, two more. Um, uh, some insiders counter that consumer routines are more resilient than any single crisis. Uh, quote, people will still want to go to events, games, concerts, and movies, unquote, says billionaire and Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban, who sold his stake in the Landmark Theater chain in 2018 and has been an advocate for shortening theatrical windows for more than a decade. Cuban does not believe the shorter windows will inspire people to stay home when theaters reopen. Quote, people will forever get cabin fever, and Netflix and chill is not a long-term solution for 16-year-olds who are dating, at least not in my house. People will return to their old habits once they trust their environments to be safe. We've had tragedies in entertainment venues before, yet people have returned. I don't expect this to be different, unquote. Um, uh, Sony Pictures chairman Tom Rothman says the eventual end of the pandemic will unleash pent-up demand for entertainment outside the home. Quote, there will be a great surge of emotional appreciation for collective experiences. That's who we are as human beings, and that's who we have always been since telling stories around the fire in prehistoric times, and I think it's primal. I think it's going to remind people how much they love what they've missed. End quote. Still the closure... Uh, wait, wait, hang on. This is... Uh, so this is kind of like um, giving uh, some context. Still the closure of theaters because of COVID-19 has provided an opportunity for studios to learn something about consumer behavior that they've been wanting to explore for years. In 2011, Universal attempted an experiment with its movie Tower Heist, proposing a plan to make Eddie Murphy, the Eddie Murphy comedy available for home viewing three weeks after its theatrical debut at the rental cost of $60 to 500,000 people in Atlanta and Portland via Comcast's view-on-demand system. Theater chains rebelled, threatening to boycott the movie, and Universal abandoned the plan. Now, a crisis has inspired a similar test in a moment when exhibitors have scant leverage. National Association of Theater Owners, Chief John Fithian, 
told THR in a fiery interview on March 20th that, quote, exhibitors will not forget, and end quote, what Universal in particular did during this crisis. While other studios delayed their tentpole releases rather than dropping them online, MGM pushed its James Bond movie, for instance, Paramount delayed A Quiet Place Part 2, Warner rescheduled Warner Woman, Disney postponed Mulan and Black Widow. Uh, Universal decided to release its DreamWorks animation sequel, Trolls World Tour, uh, scheduled to arrive in theaters April 10th, direct to home entertainment. Which I did not realize they did that. So Trolls World Tour skipped theaters altogether. Well, it's going so, to. Oh, it's going to. His quote is, Every other studio has demonstrated true partnership and belief in the theatrical model during this time of crisis. Fithian said, Universal did not respond to your request. So, like, they're, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's just, like, he's just, like, he's just ticked off. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and they have a vested interest in delaying that. Like I was saying before, it's like, oh, there's a, like, there's no manufacturing reason why people wait as long as they do for Blu-rays to come out. It's because there's, like, either the theater owners uh, are, would, would get upset if they brought it out sooner or whatever. You know, like, that's that's a thing that will just... It just exists, but right now it doesn't exist, and so you know the article's one hundred percent right. They're like, this is a really interesting time to like test that out. Um, I do think that like holding it against that one company, like in general, is like that's that's a little that's a little uh, too far, you know, because it's like that that's just one movie, you know, it's a family movie as well. You're home with your family. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that yeah. one. It's like let it yeah, go. Yeah, totally, man. totally. Let it go. Oh, for uh, for sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like he's just posturing to be like, um, yeah. uh, I mean, we, it's his job. Yeah, it's know? his job to be like, you know, hey, no one else do this. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what it does to the uh, inter- to the movie entertainment industry. Yeah, and it's what's funny is whenever uh, whenever you sent me this article initially, like earlier today, you were like, "It's not as doom and gloom as the article, the title makes it seem," and it's definitely not. You know, it's 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 more so like, man, it's going to be different because there's going to be some sort of a precedent for things coming out almost simultaneously or shortly after they're in theaters um, to video on demand services and everything. So, I mean, that's it will be an interesting world uh, whenever we return to find out like what happens, like will, will companies still release things this way? Will more large uh, publishing places like actually re- like just plan on these movies, like hitting just digital services more often. Right. I mean, Disney already has like their outlet for it for streaming, but maybe they just saw oh, it's a home video release this thing. I mean, normally you would think like home video movies are, are like lesser quality, but I mean, in this this time, like I mean, no, they're not. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of trolls, but it's a big budget movie, right. you know. Oh, and that's the thing. That was my point with like you know Netflix. I mean, I think Netflix has been upping the quality. I mean, we had they had two movies that were nominated for Best Picture this year. I mean, yeah. how can you say that? Uh, you know, like I don't think theaters have a leg to stand on anymore. Whenever they say, you know, f- movies that go straight to streaming or straight to digital are not quality yeah. movies. Right. Right. Definitely. You have anything else to to say about I this? I don't think so. Right. I, th- I think cool. uh, I think that that wraps it up as far <laughs> as the uh, as far as this conversation goes. <laughs> where where are you more apt to watch movies? I mean, I don't know. Like I I prefer to see certain movies in theaters, yeah. but then I like also like there's there's definitely some where it's like I will never watch that in a theater like mm-hmm. and I will only watch that at my house like mm-hmm. there's certain things where I'm just like there you know I, I I will not be convinced but I will be convinced to you know give it a rent uh, <laughs> yeah. or 
or even like watch it on Netflix or like whatever. Like there's some theatrical, numerous theatrical movies. It's like, I'll be like, oh, I'll watch it whenever it comes to Netflix. Or yeah. if it doesn't ever come to Netflix, eh. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, next week, that's it for this week. We'll, next week, we'll try to uh, review Hori. Hopefully, I can finish it between now and then. I said this last week. I said these exact words. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we've been we've been here before. Deja vu, man. Uh, but we'll try. I'll try to finish it. We'll we will hopefully review it, and that will be the end of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I it's it's a great game, and I will say like uh, wherever you were at the other night, like it it gets uh, it gets even better from there and uh, more open that sort of thing. So I think. I think you'll be able to make it through this week. Cool. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, I don't even remember what I usually say at the end of this. Please go to your... Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. Um, you can find us on social at chriswright 250 And John Wright 777 And at Stand Pod Pod. This is where I normally say, please go to your podcast service of choice. That's Review right. us. Tell your friends about us. That's right. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.